Hi everyone, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. This week on the show, I have an amazing special guest, Kate House. Now, Kate is an holistic wellness coach and she helps women who desire change ditch the personal growth overwhelm by providing focused, action-oriented resources that grow your self-confidence and equip you to actually take action. Kate is all about living by design and not by default. And in our conversation today, that's what we dive into. How can we really change and design our lives to live the way we want and not just by default? So we cover so many great topics from gratitude to daily self-care to simple healthy habits and so much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Let's have a listen in. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle. And welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. This week, I have an amazing guest on the show. Kate, welcome to the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Kate, thank you so much for having me here. This is so much fun. Well, I can't wait. We are doing, uh, for listeners, we're doing a bit of a podcast swap. So definitely head on over. I will link Kate's uh, podcast up in the show notes too. So you can listen to me being a guest on her podcast as well. And as I was saying on Kate's podcast, it's always lovely talking to a fellow Kate. As Kate was saying, you know, when I was growing up, there was always other Kates around and people would be like, can I call you Katie? Can I call you Katie R? Can I call you Katie Big? You know, all these different, I'm like, just Kate's fine. Yep. (laughs) I totally resonate with that. I was always Katie F growing up. So when I went to high school, I was like, I am now Kate. And then there were like 20 other Kates. So it didn't really work. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kate, can you share with the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So um, I like to say that by day, I am a full-time stay-at-home mom. I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And I was actually just telling Kate before we hit record that my kids are both starting school this fall. So I'm I'm about to enter this new season of life, which is really exciting um, and momentous. But by day, I'm home with my boys and our two dogs. um, And I'm married to my college sweetheart. And we live in this small little town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania on the East Coast of the U.S. Um, And by night, I am the host of the Live by Design podcast and I am a coach and a behavior change specialist. So I really love helping women ditch those feelings of overwhelm, get unstuck and take action in the direction of their dreams. Well, that's amazing because that's what we're all about on this podcast is really empowering women with their health and their wellness and their lives. So Mm -hmm. do you have your own sort of personal journey that led you down this path? Oh, yes. You know, it's so funny. I like to think of myself as a very punctual person. And right at 25, I had a quarter life crisis. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not doing what I want to do with my life. Like, what is life? And so I was I was working in a career that was very um it was a great career, incredible colleagues. Uh, and from the outside, it looked very shiny. But on the inside, I was I was really stressed. I had a lot of anxiety. I was having nightmares about my email inbox crashing. Um, and I, I didn't really know at that point in my life how to ask for help. And I just kept working harder and longer. And I 
eventually hit burnout. And I got to a point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I need to change. Like I did like a wholesale change. And my mission in life is to help women not have to get to that point (laughs) to course correct a little bit earlier. So at 25, I went from working in an office on the computer all the time to becoming a full-time yoga instructor. And I had started running actually to kind of cope with the stress of my work. And through running, I got really tight hamstrings. And I was like, okay, maybe I should try out this yoga studio down the road. Like it looks cool. They (laughs) offer a free week. Like what the heck, right? And I entered that studio and I felt like I had gone home. Like I felt like, oh, these are the people I want to be spending my time with. Like I want to be interacting with people in person, not just on the computer. And I love movement. I know with your Pilates background, like movement for me is everything. And so getting to have a career where I could be moving in the studio and instructing and taking classes and continuing my learning was just the coolest opportunity. So yeah, so right to my I had my quarter life crisis, uh, became a yoga instructor. And from there, I had some students who wanted to work with me one-on-one. And so I became a holistic health coach and the behavior change specialist. And then eventually the podcast came around. And so it's been this really cool kind of it's one of those things where when you're in the journey, you're like, I'm not totally sure where this is going. But when you're, you know, 10 years in, you look back and you're like, oh, it all makes sense. Like all the dots, all the stars align. Um, Sometimes it's just in hindsight that you can see that. Yeah. And it sounds like it's really been an evolving journey too, that's sort of changed and evolved along the way and gotten even more rewarding as you've gone on. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Especially when we had our boys, um, I was like, okay, I can't be in the studio teaching all the time. So like, what is, what does this iteration look like? Right. And so being open and flexible, I find in life has been, um, has been really helpful. It's a lesson I've learned along the way. Well, I think, you know, for so many of us too, we kind of get almost stuck in the way of this is the way it has to be, or this is the way it's meant to be. And we've been doing certain routines for so long. And, you know, sometimes we resist change, but, you know, when you are having a baby or, you know, entering a different phase of your life, sometimes it kind of forces you to make these changes too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it was really interesting too, because when I had that quarter life crisis, a lot of the pressure I was feeling in terms of this inner turmoil of like, do I change careers? You know, I was only a few years out of my college years. Um, and I was like, well, I went to, I went to college to study, you know, X, Y, or Z, and now I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And, and I was worried, like, what would my parents think? What will, you know, my boyfriend's parents think? What will society think? Right. And, um, sometimes we can put so much pressure on ourselves when really my parents, when I talked to them about it, they were like, we just want you to be happy. Just go be a yoga teacher. Like if that lights you up. Um, and so that was a, another good lesson of just being like, okay, let's like, is this a story I'm telling myself or is this actually true? <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, if it didn't work out, work out, you could have tried something else. So exactly. It's never, <laughs> you know, the end of everything. I think, as you said, we kind of build these expectations up and, and ourselves and what we think others will think. And then we sort of think, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But trusting our intuition as well is a big part of it, too. Absolutely. Now, I know you talk about living by design and not by default. So can you share with us what that means? Yes. To me, it's just about being intentional, intentional with how you spend your time, intentional with how you um, spend your energy or protect your energy. Sometimes, you know, if you're around people that are sucking the energy or like the life from you, you know, it's about 
It's about protecting that. Um, to me, living by design is just waking up and like looking ahead at your day and being excited for it. Now, am I excited for every single minute of my day? No, <laughs> like I have to go to the dentist. That's not my favorite thing, right? But mm-hmm. I do it anyways. But it's about looking at my day as a whole and feeling like, okay, I have time to care for myself. I have time to spend with my family. I have time to lean into my own personal sense of purpose. Um, and and for me, living by design, I grew up with a brother with um, special needs. He was on the autism spectrum. He was nonverbal. He was born a type one diabetic. And he was one of the most joyful people I've ever known. And so I always thought to myself growing up, like, if my brother David can be so joyful, despite the hand, like the cards that he was dealt, um, I can find that same kind of joy too. And so for me, living by design is a way of just approaching the day with optimism and not toxic positivity, but just with this intention of like, how can I make today beautiful? And how can I, how can I put a smile on someone else's face? Cause for me, that's the fastest way to joy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And if someone's sort of listening in and sort of thinking, Wow, that kind of like state and mindset is so amazing, but I feel so far away from getting to that. Where can they start? Mm, I love this question, Kate. So I would say start with identifying your core values. Um, I like to think of core values as this lens through which you get to navigate life. So for me, I like to pick about three core values. And then sometimes there's like maybe four, maybe five, but um, if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. So like really challenge yourself to pick like three or four or five core values and allow that to help you with your decision-making process. Cause sometimes at the beginning of this journey, it can, it can feel really daunting. Um, but if you know, like, okay, a core value of mine is community and connection. A core value of mine is adventure. Um, and a core value of mine is, it could be anything. I mean, anything that is important to you. For me, it's like this sense of purpose in supporting other women, right? And so now when I make decisions, I get to go back to these three things and ask myself like, well, is it in alignment with this? Or does it support this? Or does it enhance this? And if the answer is no, um, maybe I still do it just because it would be fun. But if it if it's something that I'm really hemming and hawing about, it helps make the decision-making process a lot easier. Um, but I like to get clear on the core values. And then I would set some goals. And a goal doesn't have to be this like huge, ginormous, like 10 years from now kind of goal. This could be like, what is a goal you could achieve in the next three months? You know, that would make you feel really proud of yourself. And Kate, I know you're a huge fan of, of keeping things simple and taking the next right step. So that would be like, get clear in your core values, set a goal, a short-term goal. So you can really feel that confidence that comes from achieving it. Um, and then for me, after that, it all comes down to habits because they say that like 40% of our day, I think there was a studio, a study at Duke University that said 40% of your day is executed by a habit, <laughs> which like for me, I'm like, yep, I walk downstairs in the morning, I turn on the coffee maker. Yep, that's a habit, right? <laughs> and I like to think about what if we could really harness that 40% and be really intentional. So can I make hydrating and drinking enough water every day? Um, one of those habits, can I make prioritizing my sleep? One of those habits. And so it's this big picture of your core values and working towards your goals each day coupled with your area of expertise, this idea of holistic health and and really nurturing yourself well. 
Oh, I love that. It's simplifying it, you know, and I went through this myself almost a few years ago because, you know, running a business, as you know, is a lot of work and I was working so many hours and, you know, I was looking at, you know, what do I hold dear? What are my values? You know, my family getting outside, you know, having adventures, traveling, and then looking at how everything sort of married up and when I'm not like I'm not doing anything that's aligning right now. Yes, you know, I'm showing up every day and and I'm happy, but when I look at like what my core values are, I'm putting, you know, work stuff ahead of family time and I'm, you know, because I felt like I had to when realistically I was the one that was in control and I had to change the way that I did things. So mm-hmm. I think everybody can really take a lot from even if it's just writing out those core values or thinking about what they are and then thinking how they sort of mirror up with what you're doing right now. Mm, I love what you just said about that, Kate, too, is because you really claimed agency. Um, To me, living by design and not by default is a big part of that is just claiming agency in your life of of not letting everything happen to you, but making some decisions, being decisive. Um, And that can come from a really full heart that can come from a place of abundance. Um, But I love that, you know, you've had that experience of just being like, okay, like, what do I want to prioritize? And am I prioritizing that? And if I'm not, what shifts could I implement? Yeah, and the thing with that, which was a very big realisation for me, was I was like, well, if I'm not offering really sort of late times for my clients, they're going to get really angry with me or, you know, I was sort of thinking that there'd be so much pushback and, you know, my business would suffer and all the rest of it. And no one even really cared at the end of the day. (laughs) Everyone was just like, oh, yeah, sure thing. Like, you know, yep, totally get it. You've got kids and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, why didn't I do this years ago? Like, (laughs) Yes, that's so true. (laughs) So, yeah, so I think sometimes, like we were saying before, we can build things up that they're going to be much bigger. But unless we ask or change things or attempt to change, then we're never going to know. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, when we're sort of starting to look at our values and then, you know, our habits and sort of following through, is there a place we should start in that? Mm. Is there a certain habit that we should focus on first? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this question so much. And I have to laugh, Kate, because before you and I connected to record together, I was just jotting down some notes for our call and we just had our conversation over on my show. And you and I are in such alignment because the notes that I wrote to myself was, less but better. And I get I get that from the book Essentialism. It was written, written by Greg McGowan. Um, and he talks about doing less, but doing it better. So to me, that means like looking at the 20 things on my to-do list and whittling it down to one, right? It looks like um, releasing perfectionism. It looks like letting go of that all or nothing thinking. Um, and it looks like taking the next right step. So choosing one habit to start with um, and choosing something that excites you. Like Kate actually gave this example on my show of like, if you're not a runner, don't choose to run every day, right? And so if you are choosing to implement a habit in your life that is supportive of moving you closer to achieving your goal, or it's in alignment with one of your core values, 
start small and start with something that you're excited about, right? Um, I am working with a client right now and she was having a really hard time just carving out some time for herself, right? She works full time. Uh, she has a parent, she has a partner, right? Her day is really full. And so one of her self-care activities is reading and she'll read for sometimes 10 or 15 minutes, right? And sometimes I think we can have this tendency to think like, well, that's not big enough, right? That's not life shifting enough. But to me, it's about how can we carve out these small pockets of time for ourselves that are repeatable that we can do day after day after day, because that little bit, that less, but more, it accumulates over time, right? So at the end of the year, you've probably read like 12 books or something, right? But it's not about the number of books you read. It's about the time you spent pouring into yourself. So for you, it might look like um, a Pilates routine. It might look like going for a walk. Um, I like to think about these things that have a, a low barrier to entry. So I have always loved physical movement. I've been a runner like my whole life. I will never win a race until I'm probably 90 and I'm the only person left in my <laughs> age group. Um, but I love to run. And then so for me, when I was a kid, I remember when I was 12, I laced up my sneakers one day when I felt kind of stressed. Uh, and it was one of the first times I remember in my life being like, I feel stressed. I need to do something. I need an outlet. And I raced up these indoor soccer shoes, which by the way, you should not go run long distances in. <laughs> and uh, and I just went outside and I went for a run. And right at that moment, like that was when I learned like lowest barrier to entry, like take what you have and start there and, and grow from there. So that would be my advice is like start small be consistent with small packets of time and start with something that you enjoy, right? Like I like to run, so I'll go out and run. But if you love to journal, if you love to meditate, if you love to read, um, do the thing that calls to you. Yeah, well, I know myself, uh, we were lucky enough early this year to do a trip to Europe because my husband was presenting at a conference and I'd always wanted to learn French, but, mm. you know, life gets in the way and I've done short courses over the time and only learned basic stuff. You forget in between. Mm-hmm. But when I was overseas and connected with my uncle, he was like, oh, there's this amazing app and it's called Duolingo and you can, you know, learn any language on there. And I was like, okay, awesome. I'm I'm going to do this. and. I have joined the day after, like as soon as we got home, I joined Duolingo and I hit my 90 day streak yesterday because every day, even if it's five minutes, I jump on and do a couple of lessons. And my husband's like, why are you so like, you know, why do you need this streak? And I said, because then I'm committing to something, even if it's five minutes a day. And it really surprises me because at the end of the week, the app will tell you how long you've spent studying this week, you know, doing French. Some weeks it's two hours, some weeks it's three hours, some weeks it's an hour or 25 minutes, but it's all adding up over time. So I think Mm -hmm. if we can break it down, as you said, we can just get so much more over that longer period of time. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I love that. That's so exciting. I studied French in school too. And now I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I need to download this app as well. But right, it's that power of just consistently showing up for yourself. And now, I mean, you seem like you're feeling really confident with it. You're feeling really excited. And, you know, there's this idea of success momentum where you start to get these little wins. Like you probably hit 30 days and you're like, maybe I could do 60. Right. And then you hit 60. You're like, I could do 90. And now it's like, well, heck, let's just keep going. (laughs) Well, that's it. But then I do think, Oh, if I ever get back to France, (laughs) it'll be interesting because they speak so quickly, but that's not the point. The point (laughs) is that at this point, I'm having fun learning. I'm doing something that I enjoy and it is filling up my cup, even if it's just for a couple of minutes a day. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Praise hands to that. (laughs) Hi everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that you can download a free 15 minute core Pilates workout that I've designed especially for you to work your entire body and your core, including your pelvic floor and deep layer of abdominals to really build strength, stability, and mobility. This is a nice quick workout you can fit into your day. It's definitely 100% doable. You don't need any equipment to do it. And I guarantee once you finish your 15 minutes of Pilates, you will feel stronger, more energized, taller, and really joyful and happy for moving your body and getting those endorphins moving. So don't forget, head on over to the show notes and download that free core workout and try some Pilates with me. I can't wait to see you on your mat. Now, if uh, listeners are thinking about practicing gratitude as well, because we're sort Mm. of, you know, touching on it earlier, you know, that you obviously have really great, you know, practicing gratitude practices and a mindset around it. Why is practicing gratitude so important? And if we do want to do it more, what should we do? Mm, Oh, this is such a great question. So for me, a big part of living by design and not by default, it's it's choosing to go through your day looking for the good. Um, Not to say that there isn't bad. There absolutely is. But you can take a moment and be like, wow, that barista at the coffee shop was so nice to me. And they asked me how I was doing and they like actually meant it. Right. Or you can be like, wow, that was so nice. Like my kids actually put their clothes in the laundry basket. Right. Like sometimes it's these little things or for me, oftentimes it's like, um, I'll have, I'll be in a moment, like I'll be drinking my cup of coffee in the morning and I'll be, I just finished my, this last book in a series I've been reading. And I, I just so enjoyed this series. And I like, I was just savoring the coffee and savoring the final chapters of this book. And when I was, even while I was in that moment, I was like, wow, I'm really grateful for this little pocket of time to read this book and drink this cup of coffee while it's still hot the first time. And for me, that's what a gratitude practice does. It makes you aware of these little moments throughout your day as they're happening sometimes, or sometimes right after where you're like, oh, that was, that was really lovely. And without having a gratitude practice in place, the moment absolutely could still happen, but it might just pass you by and you might not notice it. So in that way, I find that gratitude and like your experience of happiness or joy are very closely linked. Um, So for me, what I like to do is in the mornings, I have like a morning routine that I do. Um, There's like an ideal version of my morning routine, like (laughs) when my kids have slept all and everyone's healthy. And then there's also like, what happens on days when everyone wakes up at like 5.30 in the morning and you're like, what, why are you awake? (laughs) But I like to start every day during that time thinking about five things that I'm grateful for from the day before. And then at night, I actually have a gratitude practice that I do with my husband. So we've been together, my gosh, we started dating when we were 18, which is crazy. I never went to college wanting to be in any kind of serious relationship. And then I met Dennis and it was all over. (laughs) And we started this gratitude practice actually right before um, everything turned upside down in 2020, and which was great because we had it in place when everything got really hard. And what we do at night is we tell each other one thing that we're grateful to the other person for specifically from that day. And sometimes it's like, oh, babe, I'm so grateful to you. Like, 
tonight right now while we're recording, um, I'll tell him tonight, Hey, I'm really grateful to you for putting the boys down and getting the bathed and doing bedtime routine on your own. So I could have some time to work. Um, sometimes it's as simple as that, or sometimes it's like, Oh, Hey, like, thanks for making the bed this morning. It can be like these little things, but it's just acknowledging the other person. And then we share one thing that we're like, we call it our our general, something that we're just generally grateful for from that day. And it's this really nice, just touch uh, point with each other at the end of the day. Um, And if we're apart, we'll just text each other. I'll be like, hey, I'm really grateful for this thing today. Um, But I found in having a gratitude practice for more than four or five years now, it really does allow me to go through my day looking for the good and and appreciating it and really, um, yeah, acknowledging it more. And I have found that my general experience of happiness seems to go up in relation to my gratitude practice. Oh, I love that. And I love that you do that practice with your husband too, because one, it kind of creates something nice that you know that you're always ending the day on a nice note. Mm-hmm. And then two, you know, it almost makes you a bit more accountable because you're doing it with each other. Yes, exactly. Right. And and it just allows your partner to feel really seen and appreciated, especially for those of you who are listening who have kids or even like really little ones at home. It can be easy to feel like, like you give and give and give and give and you get to the other day, you're like, I have nothing left. And it's just really nice for someone else to be like, I see you. <laughs> Thank you for caring for like our little humans your whole day long, right? Like when they're really little and there's just something really nice about acknowledging the other person and, and the effort and the time and the love and the care that they put into, you know, being your partner. Yeah. And I think too, as you said, when they're really little, you're kind of almost stuck in it, you know, and you can sometimes have really hard days where nothing goes your way <laughs> and you're so tired. So if you can, you know, if somebody says to you, well, thank you so much, you know, I really appreciated you doing that, then that can make the world of difference too. Yes, I totally agree. And I know uh, with my own girls, when we remember it, so we really need to make it a daily practice. But when they go to bed, we'll often say to them, what's the, you know, one thing, what was the best thing that, you know, that happened today? Or what was the best thing about this day? Um, And it's really surprising sometimes some of the things they come back with, because sometimes they'll say, oh, it was playing with my friend, you know, at recess and or whatever, you know, something a lot smaller than what we might Mm. think it would be. But I definitely need to start making that a, a daily practice with them. Yeah, it's so special. You know, we do that with our boys too. And my youngest always says, when you tickle me, no matter whether we've had a tickle fight that day or not, it's always when you tickle me. <laughs> yeah, their innocence is so amazing. And I think even by doing that, sometimes you realize that it's the simple things that make the biggest difference. Yes, a hundred percent. I could not agree more. Where can, um, you know, when we are always coming to the end of our podcast, I always ask my guests that if there was a listener listening in and they could walk away and instigate just one thing from listening to the podcast today, what would it be? Oh, okay. I would say, this is so funny because it's actually the advice that you gave on my show. And I was laughing in my brain as you shared it because I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is my note for myself as well, is to start with one habit at a time. And if you can to track it, um, when you track your habit, it is so much easier to, it's like you're getting real time data, right? So you're, so for example, I started off this year spending the first three months of the year being like, I am going to sleep well. <laughs> like I, I am tired of telling people like, how are you, Kate? Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I felt mm-hmm. like I'd been saying that for like five years. And I was like, 
it might be time to do something about that. Right. And so I implemented all these different things in my life and in our family's lives to support getting good sleep. And so I would pick like one thing for each month. So it was like, I'm going to go upstairs by 9.30 PM because then I'm not going to like stay up too late watching TV accidentally. Right. Cause that's not living by design. That's living by default. Right. Like Netflix just queues up the next episode. And before you know it, it's like 11 o'clock. Right. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> I don't even remember what I watched. <laughs> so for me, it's like choose one habit. And by tracking it, you can see in real time, like, oh, maybe this approach I'm taking to this habit isn't actually working and I'm going to shift my approach. Or, oh, look, when I lay out my running clothes the night before, I'm so much more likely to go do my workout when I wake up in the morning, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, And then the other thing is to, one thing that I like to do when I'm establishing a new habit is I like to set a percentage of days as my goal. So like I have a habit tracker I use with my my coaching clients. It has like 31 lines on it, right? For the whole month. Um, but at the top, you pick a percentage of days that you want to implement this habit. So because um, I find that I work with a lot of women, myself included, who are recovering perfectionists. And so if we get like 10 days in and then we miss a day, we're like, well, forget the last 20 days. Like it's not worth it, Right. So my piece of advice is like, give yourself a percentage of days. I usually start off with like 70%. I'm like, if I get to this 70% of the time or five days out of seven, um, I would feel really successful because at the end of a month, I've done it 20 times where I wasn't doing it at all before. And so starting small, picking one thing and giving yourself permission to track it and make changes as needed. That's where I would start. And just a final encouragement to be kind to yourself. We can be so hard on ourselves. We have such high expectations for ourselves that we would never put on anybody else. Um, So just to show yourself a little bit of love and kindness, the way that you would to like your very best friend. Well, I think that's such great advice. And I love the tracking. And I'm not a huge fan of bringing in tech for a lot of health stuff. Just depends on what it is, because I think sometimes we can get over-reliant on it. Mm -hmm. But I think even sometimes when it's tracking, you know, whether or not you're making a note on your phone or you're using an app that's connected to your Fitbit that you can go in and see, I think that can be, you know, really beneficial just to give you that feedback too. Yeah, totally. Oh, and I I totally agree. It's so it can be, it can, you can go on the deep end quickly <laughs> when it comes mm. to tracking. And so I always, I just keep like a paper tracker and I keep it at my desk. And so I don't even track like when I do the activity, I track like every time I sit down at my desk, I'm like, all right, update my tracker. And that way I can keep a little bit of that, um, that distance from it, from getting too attached. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I love to this sort of hitting that 70% because I know a lot of people will say to me, you know, oh, I want to do Pilates at home. Um, I want to do it every day. So what can I do every day? And I'm like, you don't need to do it every day. I'm like <laughs> three times a week would be, if you did it like once a week, like that'd be great. But if you want to aim for three times a week, that would be amazing. Because I said, we need balance in our lives. And, you know, like you said, if you think you're going to do it every day and then something pops up and you don't find the time for it, then and you're going to get angry and frustrated with yourself. You're going to feel like you've failed. And then depending on our personality type, we can either go, well, that's it. We're done. We're, we're just going to let this right this week off completely. Or we try to compensate and do too much for it the next day because we missed out on the day before. Yes, absolutely. And I, I find the older I get, I'm in my mid thirties now. And I find the older I get, the more I realize that there is like a happy medium, right? And I'm always like, where's the happy medium? Like not like 
all out bonkers and not like throwing in the towel. Like, how can I just show up consistently and lovingly for myself? Yeah, I agree. Because I think at the end of the day, our health should be something that we look forward to. It's something that should nourish our body, whether or not, you know, it's what we eat or how we move or if we're getting good sleep. So really focusing on those things that are positive, you know, and filling us up is so much better than feeling we have to restrict or overdo or put too much pressure on ourselves. Yeah, so much yes to all of that. (laughs) Now, where can our listeners reach out and connect with you. Oh, thank you so much, Kate. Well, you can come and listen to Kate over on the Live by Design podcast with me, Kate House. Um, and it's on all of the podcasting apps. So wherever you like to tune in, you can find it there. I'm on Instagram at Miss Kate House. And that's because there's another Kate House out there. So mine is MS Kate House, <laughs> just like a house. Um, and I would love to gift your listeners, Kate, complimentary access to my Pursue Your Purpose Masterclass. It's a $97 course, but I would love to give it to your audience for free. So I'll send you a coupon code and a link. Um, If anyone wants to jump in there, if this idea of of having core values or getting clear on what your aligned action is um, resonates with you, then I would love for you to hop into that. It's it's really just like my love letter to the world and creating this masterclass and wanting to support as many women as possible and just living by design and not by default. Well, That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed our conversation and I'll make sure I link everything up in the show notes too. Thank you so much, Kate. This has been such a pleasure. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.